1: I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber.
0: Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gigillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig with details.
1: Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill.
2: Welcome to Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen.
0: My name is Jill.
2: And today we are bringing back a listener favorite. We got some frugal food tips for you.
0: We we need groceries, and it's a massive but yet variable expense, and we're always looking where we can cut costs mm-hmm. on groceries, yeah. how we can eat at home more, and then when we're eating at home, how to save on groceries. Right. We need all the tips. We're collecting all the tips.
2: Yes. Um, intermittent fasting is not one of the tips. <laughs> you can try not eating, but it's not something we recommend because we personally love eating.
0: Oh, yeah, we do. It's a
2: thing that we love to do. So we have tips for people who also love to eat,
0: and that's what's uh, that's what we're talking about today. But first, our sponsors. Mm. Speaking of eating, eating <laughs> sponsored this episode. Believe it or not, oh like, so, he, I, so good. I, ser- seriously, so I mean they're they're big money in yeah, eating. Great so. guy that eating eating. We all do it. We all need to do it. Some of us do it three times a day. Others five times a day. Many of us prefer to eat rather than cook. Mm. Wherever you find yourselves on the spectrum of food consumption, we all have to purchase food and we will be purchasing food to eat food for the rest of our lives. So why not start saving? Did that feel like a jump? It kind of was. yeah.
2: And... If you love eating as much as we do, you can queue up a few more episodes to listen to after this one. I promise you, this won't be regurgitating what you've already heard on the show. We like to reiterate a topic without repeating it. So uh, we've got episode 196, which is how to do a pantry challenge. So shopping uh, your pantry, doing shelf cooking. We got 182, which is eat healthier and more affordably with Cassie Joy Garcia from Fed and Fit. She's so wonderful. I love her so much. You will love this episode. And then episode 176, which is Zero Waste-ish Cooking with Debt Kick and Mom. So these are all really good episodes to queue up after this one. And so for our articles today, we're really looking at frugal food tips, but we're not going to, like I said, regurgitate the tips you've already heard on the show. We chose some articles with some fresh ideas and those are the ones that we are going to go through. Uh, So this first one is 17 grocery store hacks that will cut your bill in half. And we also know that you love hacks. Literally anytime we put the word hacks in something, it like skyrockets in downloads. So we're listening and here are some some hacks. (laughs)
0: I think maybe it's that internal desire to maybe like chop something. To hack something. We just want to hack something down, and yeah. if we can do that with our
2: groceries,
0: yeah, bills. I don't want to build it. I want to hack it <laughs>
2: exactly. That's, that should that's a bumper sticker. I mean, there's
0: destruction rooms built around this. So, I know. all right, here you go. Get out your aggression by hacking <laughs> <laughs> your grocery bill and hacking it. Okay. Okay. So this first
2: one, I will I will say that it does bear repeating. And I know I said, we wouldn't say the same thing we say in every episode, but I'm lying for this first one, just this first one. Plan, plan, plan. That's the literal first one from this article on Pure Wow. And yeah, we can't stress this one enough. You have to plan what you're going to eat before... You have to cook it or eat it. It's the once we get to the end of the day, especially by dinner time, but even by lunch, our brains are fatigued. We've made a lot of decisions and we are not ready to make more decisions. And cooking involves a lot of micro decisions. And so you have to take the big decisions off the plate. So that was a pun. I'm so sorry. You have to take the big decisions away to. Make sure that you follow through with what you want to do, with your goal. So making a meal plan, making a realistic meal plan that you can follow through, making sure that it is appropriate for the season that you are in. And if you can't meal plan, if you don't know how or you're comfortable, using a meal plan service like CookSmarts. We we love CookSmarts, Even if even for a season, to just get kind of acclimated to meal planning. I mean, you can even try out two free weeks, frugalfriendspodcast.com slash smarts. But yeah, planning is so important. It's worth the hour it takes on Sunday or the $7.50 a month it takes to purchase a meal planning service. But it should be done.
0: It is amazing how much more I spend when I haven't made a plan uh, on getting duplicates of something or I just go off of what looks good and I'm not really thinking through the versatility of the things that I'm purchasing. But also, I'm more likely to also to go to the grocery store and get the things if I have a plan. I'm less likely if I've not thought it through. It's the same thing with exercise. Like Unless I know what exercise am I doing the, the next day, I'm less likely to do it. So there's also this motivation and like, habit forming technique that goes into planning. Yeah. So and people do don't
2: talk about this a lot, but if you don't plan and then you have to send your husband or partner to the grocery store to get <laughs> something, they will always come, come back. back. With more. Yes. Always yes. come yes. back with more. Yes. Typically BOGO donuts um, uh-huh. that you don't need. Uh-huh. So yeah, make a plan so you can get everything in one fell swoop, one shopping trip and keep your donut loving partner away from the
0: grocery store. I just sent Eric to the store the other day and I mean, bless his heart. I never say that, but I mean, I, I love him <laughs> yeah. and I was so grateful because I did not want to go to the stores in the middle of making dinner. I thought I had butter, didn't have butter. So he had to quick run and grab butter. Of course, he did not just get butter. Absolutely not, he no. got famished at the checkout line and had to buy Cheetos. Too. Absolutely.
2: Well, as one does, <laughs> yes. butter is difficult so, to find.
0: Speaking of, that goes into number two, which is shop alone. <laughs> so if you've been the one to plan, 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 implement that plan by yourself. We love community. We love accountability. We love collaboration. But when it comes to stepping foot into the grocery store, it really is best to do that By yourself, utilize your accountability and your friends and your people in all of the other important ways that that matters. But if you bring someone along with you to the grocery store, chances are they're gonna want, they're gonna coax you into buying more than what you intend to purchase. All of your tiny humans. This is me. Yes. This is maybe like less realistic for some than for others. I get it that if your routine includes you've got to bring your kids to the store. Well, then that's when the first step of the plan, plan, plan is going to be really helpful and stick to that list. I will say there have been times where I bring my husband, Eric, to the store with me. And it goes well when we have that plan. So many of you have heard me talk about how I make like a Google sheet list, like a checklist on my phone that is shared with him of the things that we're going to purchase. And we make a rule for ourselves that unless it's on the list, we don't get it. Things can go on the list before you step foot into the store, but once you step foot into the store, it's like it locks and that's all we get. And then we can kind of gamify it where we go our separate ways. We check things off the list. We can see what's checked off. It cuts our time at the grocery store in half. It makes it kind of fun. But he has actually done really well with not adding extra things to the cart when we gamify it. So if you can't shop alone, which I still I think it's a great tip, do something like that where you are more insured Mm -hmm. that we're only going to buy the things that we need. More isn't going to find its way into our cart.
2: Yeah. If you are a mom, my tips are shop online. So I have a Walmart grocery pickup near my house and that's how I shop. I'll do all my grocery shopping through the app and then I'll just pick it up. Otherwise, if I do have to go to the store, YouTube is your best friend. (laughs) I will no shame put the YouTube in front of my kid. And just let him tunnel vision because he's the he's just like me. he gets very tunneled vision into what he's watching, so he doesn't notice the, the candies candy. and the <laughs> pouches and and the things. Um, so I can go in and get what I need. I just have to steer clear of the produce section because when he sees strawberries, mm-hmm. like it's all he's he has to have like. A pint he, he's of strawberries vision on that, yeah,
0: or the tiny tomatoes, it's or like the tiny tomatoes. Choosing yeah. the lesser of two evils. Right. Everyone's going to choose their own thing mm-hmm. in the midst of that. Or give your kid a snack while they're in the store. So yeah. if you're not someone who is okay with screen time at the grocery store, then
2: snack time, snack time. Yeah. yeah, i I will do that.
0: I have done that
2: as well. So those are my solutions to shopping with a child. My next tip that I liked was number 9 and that is try meatless mondays. Y'all, when you cut out meat, it saves so much money. You have like no idea. I was a vegetarian for 10 years and I spend and now I eat meat, I spend so much more money on groceries. <laughs> I mean, so much more. And I'm not saying you have to be a vegetarian, but eggs are cheaper than chicken and definitely cheaper than beef. And beans are cheaper. Lentils. Le, I know. I looked at your eyes, and, <laughs> and I knew I, <laughs> I, I used the c word. <laughs> but they are like these vegetarian sources of protein are so much less expensive than animal sources. And so, if you just took one meal a week, at least, and just transitioned to these plant-based sources of protein you can really save money over time. And, and I think it's a healthier way to live. We, we still have probably three out of four um, vegetarian meals
0: per week. And it might even be part of your plan already, but just making it a more intentional part mm-hmm. of your plan where yeah. you know at least one meal a week. But chances are many of us have a meatless meal at least once a week. So just incorporate that. You don't, you don't have to eat meat every day. You can get protein in other ways for sure. All right. My next tip that I enjoyed on here was number four, which is write a reverse shopping list. Learning Mm -hmm. this one has been so, so helpful for me. So it is obviously connected to the plan, plan, plan tip, but Not just planning when you're out and about, oh, okay, I can like write my list, my shopping list in the car. This really does require us to be aware of what we already have on hand. So starting backwards, looking at what do I have in my fridge, freezer, pantry. How can I utilize that in the upcoming week? And what do I need to purchase in order to supplement? So not only is that going to save money because we're utilizing what we already have on hand, but it's going to keep us from buying duplicates, which I am notorious for. I get to the store, and for whatever reason, these things come to mind that I had run out of. Maybe even a year ago, but I think in my mind, yeah. I don't have that thing. For our first year of marriage, it was shredded cheese. I don't know what it was about <laughs> shredded cheese, but like for weeks straight, I would go to the store and be like, "I know, I I know that I was out, and I bought more, but I think I'm out again, and I think I really do need shredded cheese," and I. I I ended up, I kid you not, with five unopened bags of shredded cheese somehow. (laughs) So maybe maybe you're not that extreme, but still we could think that, oh, I don't know if I have that spice. I don't know if I still have butter or not. Do I have milk? You just came over to my house and you're like, is there any coffee? I'm like, yeah, but we don't have any more milk. And she goes in the fridge She's like, you totally have milk. And it was like unopened. So here we go. Yeah. And so we we just don't know as much as we think we have a handle on what's in our fridge, what's in our pantry. Most likely there's something hidden in there that you've forgotten Mm -hmm. about. So go backwards and make your plan around what you already have. It will save you a ton of money.
2: Yeah. And food waste, because when you know what you have, you can plan around that stuff that's, yeah. you know, like the, in the restaurant industry, they go first in, first out. So like the mm-hmm. older stuff you can try to incorporate more of, um, is This especially in pantry, like shelf stable items that can just sit there forever. You can start to use them up when you do something like this. My next favorite tip on here, which I have talked about for years, buy frozen when you can. So I'm going to read it. It's on pure wow. If you don't believe me, believe the internet. Contrary to popular belief, frozen food isn't inherently less healthy than its fresh counterpart. In fact, fruits and vegetables are frozen at their peak, so they're a great alternative to pricey produce that's out of season. Plus, they're cheaper, less expensive, and last longer. Win-win. And it's already cut. Like, you don't have to cut it up. There are so many reasons to love frozen. I don't buy regular broccoli anymore. I only buy frozen broccoli because it saves me time. Like, one of the tips on here was to, like, don't buy pre-prepared foods or whatever. But for me, it's like I – if I – that's a big jump for me because I don't always get time on Sundays to meal prep. So I – Will not eat at home if I have to take that extra step of preparing the produce, and that's going to cause me to spend more. So I buy frozen to kind of fill that gap that's already pre-cut, and I can use it whenever I want.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's like a win-win-win yeah.
0: Yeah. For me. Especially if you plan on cooking the produce anyhow, then you might as well go frozen. Yeah. Unless you plan to eat the thing raw, like you prefer the thing raw, that would be the reason to go fresh. Mm -hmm. However, I will even say that I've had some friends introduce me to the idea of just defrosting frozen fruits and throwing it into oatmeal or yogurt. That doesn't have to be fresh. That could come frozen first defrost it set it out on the counter for a little bit and it's fantastic oh yeah in oatmeal or frozen yogurt.
2: fruits exclusively in like my overnight oats or my oatmeal bakes mm-hmm. or or whatever mm-hmm. it's already prepared it's just needs to defrost a little it's fantastic
0: love buying frozen okay my next tip from here is number six know where to look so Obviously, buying generic brands of products is going to be less expensive than the name brands, so certainly get get yourself into that, but recognize that they're going to put the name brand items at eye level. So, if you're buying any kind of canned good, boxed good, whatever in the center aisles of the grocery store, don't just go for whatever's right in front of you and what's familiar, look for a generic alternative. It is always going to be less expensive and it almost never is gonna have much of a flavor difference. I will also say something that I've noticed in my deep dives of grocery stores is that different aisles will have the same product and at different prices, so sometimes in the ethnic food section, for instance, for me, I've noticed this with coconut water, they'll have coconut water in the ethnic food section and also coconut water in your general juice section. But for whatever reason, it's cheaper, less expensive. Oh, geez, I did it oh too. no, it's less expensive in uh, one aisle over the other. So do your research on that and kind of and look the ingredients.
2: Around. There's a reason some are cheap.
0: People,
2: cheaper. That's like literally, there's a reason sure. this one is cheaper than the other. It's
0: interesting. You know, I I posted on an Instagram story about that. I think it might have been coconut milk at the time that I had bought it. And there was like a dollar difference between one brand over the other. And of course I got tons of DMs like check the ingredients. And th- while that can be the case for some of it, for the this, it was it was the same. Yeah. So Sure. Look at the ingredients. But if it's something that you're not that concerned about and you can find it less expensively in another section, that's just that's this concept of knowing where to look. We're talking about saving on groceries. I'm mostly going to recommend that we shop the perimeter of the store Mm -hmm. because that is your your fresh your meats, the staples. Uh, Of course, frozen section too. But when we need to buy things from the center, if we need the canned goods, we need some of the condiments or the spices, just know that whatever's right in front of you might not be the least expensive option. We can dig a little bit further, look a little bit more, buy generic. You can find it less expensive. Well,
2: that's one of the perks of grocery shopping online because Mm. I can just search for what I want and Mm. then everything that's in the store pops up regardless of what aisle it's on. Has been super helpful, and then I can s- compare ingredients right on my phone. So my next one is number sixteen. Play the long game in the produce section, and I am really just I'm. This is a, I, I just want to read this first <laughs> sentence. People love to squeeze and grope fruit <laughs> in the produce section in search of the ripest and readiest piece, and there's nothing wrong with that approach per se, provided you plan. To use it in a short amount of time. And so, this one I think really, not just because, you know, I wanted to read that you squeeze and grope your fruit, but it also comes down to your plan. If you know when you're going to cook something and when you are like going to use your produce, you can choose underripe fruit and vegetables if you need it fresh. Because if you're not going to use it for five days, then If you buy it at its peak right now, like what's the point? Because it still has five days to sit on your shelf. So it's not that bad to like, or if you know all of the avocados in the grocery store are underripe, you don't plan your taco night for the night you go grocery shopping. You plan it for four or five days later. So the avocado is ripe. And so that's where, again, planning is so important so that you can, you know, what you're buying, you can buy at its peak or a little underripe.
0: I've started to do this with bananas. I, I would always look for the best looking banana right then and there. Mm-hmm. And then a few days later, they'd all be going brown. And I get it that you can put them in the freezer. You can, like, I never let them go to waste, but I would always get bummed. Like, I, I just really wanted to eat that banana, not throw it in my smoothie, but it's like just too mushy for that right mm-hmm. now. So, and, and they ripen really quickly. And so I've been now getting some that are ready to eat now and some that are going to be ready to eat in yeah, four days from You now. don't
2: have to get like a bunch together. You can get single bananas mm-hmm. and just get a few green ones, get a few yellow mm-hmm. ones. Like Break you can do that. You're I,
0: allowed. You have permission.
2: <laughs> I saw a meme that was, uh, I don't know if it was meme. It was just a funny cartoon, I guess, of a banana and it was green and it was like not ripe. Uh, green, not ripe, green, not ripe, yellow, like for four hours in the middle of the night. And it's like, hello, I'm ready. And by the next morning, (laughs) Morning. it's brown. Brown.
1: And it says,
0: sorry, sucker." Yeah. Bananas are so inexpensive though. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they're a great food to have as a staple in Mm -hmm. your house. Okay. 13 is partner up. We love this. Get, get with a friend, get with a buddy, find someone nearby that you can split some of the costs of food on. So this might be the things that you would consider buying in bulk. Sometimes it could be meat that you could buy a lot of divvy it out and split the cost on. So then you don't have to take up as much space. You know, if you're like, hi, I want the cost savings of buying in bulk, but I don't have the space for it. This is where we could utilize our friends. Many of you have also heard me talk about this concept with cooking as well. So I know I'm going a little bit adjacent to this idea, but it can also save us money to be able to bulk cook meals and also split that with friends as well. So that gives us variety. It can give us some cost savings. So wherever we can utilize our community, our network for splitting the costs of groceries, dividing and conquering, cooking together, splitting meals, it's fantastic. Yeah.
2: Love it. And the last one for me, which we don't talk about this much anymore, but we used to talk about it all the time, is switching up your grocery store. And we love Aldi, obviously, but if you don't have an Aldi around, just try switching up your grocery store. If you are using all of these tips and still feel like you're spending like a lot on groceries, which you, granted, inflation is real, you are going to be spending more on groceries than you did before. That's okay, but if you still feel like your uh, budget is out of control, try using a a less expensive grocery store, one that does not offer such a pleasurable experience while shopping. It's okay. Maybe you don't shop there all the time. Maybe you go there. It's horrible. You never go there again. You don't know until you try it. I know so many people who don't want to go to Aldi because they're worried about it. And it's like, mm-hmm. try it one week. Mm-hmm. One week is not going to like ruin your life. And you may fall in love with it like so many other people. Now they're selling Aldi merch like because people love it so much. Just try to switch it
0: up and see if you can get some better deals elsewhere. Yeah. And the last tip for me that I just want to read because it's funny and I can't believe it made it on this list, but 15, buy a rotisserie chicken. This has been my go-to for as long as I can remember, like nearly ne- nearly out the womb
1: Buying rotisserie
0: chickens. Jill was a
2: child picking up (laughs) rotisserie chickens on Wednesdays. Like the
0: chicken was only slightly smaller than me. Yeah. And it is interesting. Rotisserie chickens, as this article points out, is one of the very few meals that often costs more to make at home. It has something to do with the grocery store potentially having a surplus of chickens, knowing that they're not going to be able to sell it. And so they roast it and they pass the savings along to you. But I love it for, yes, quick meal. But usually, this is many of you who've listened for so long, you know this. You could fill in the blanks on what I'm about to say. But with the leftovers, You can utilize it to make lunch the next day by picking off that extra chicken from the bone and making chicken salad or whatever else you want to make with it. Then you can keep the bones and you can make a broth. You can throw that extra chicken into some chicken tacos. You can make a soup. You name it. There's so many ways that a rotisserie chicken can turn into two meals. And usually it's like five dollars. And that's amazing.
2: And here's the real hack if you don't have one that sells $5 rotisserie chickens or you don't have access to it, skip the rotisserie section and head to the uh, refrigerated because you'll see cold rotisseries that they didn't sell and they're half the price. Just got a cold, you know, you're going to turn it into chicken salad anyways. Just skip the, yeah.
0: You cold can do- rotisserie chickens, mm-hmm. even yeah. less expensive.
2: Everywhere that has uh, rotisserie, sells rotisserie chickens, you can also find like,
0: the cold I ones. guess,
2: day old ones or something. Find them in like cold, in the cold. Oh, Walmart God. actually shreds it for you. Like I will buy a pound of rotisserie chicken already shredded. And so that's a little bit more expensive. It's kind of in the in-between in between. between the hot and the cold. Yeah, um, But yeah, head to the refrigerated section in the deli And uh, I'm sure you will find a cold rotisserie chicken at half the
0: price. Is this turning into an episode about rotisserie chickens? Maybe. Because I'm here for it. Well, we're done talking about rotisserie chickens, but we are actually
2: going to move into an article talking about eight foods you are throwing out that you can actually
0: use. Love this article. Uh, So we
2: want to reduce food waste as much as possible. That's the biggest thing that's planning and reducing food waste. But we plan to reduce food waste. Those are the things that save us the most money. But what about the foods that happen to be wasted but can actually have another use? And so we're going to talk real
1: Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products.
0: M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal for your extended 30-day free trial. Go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial.
2: Quick about eight of those. The first is sour milk. And this is this was an interesting one to take. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Thrifty Frugal mom is who writes this and she says, if you aren't used to the idea, I know it sounds kind of gross, but trust me, you can use sour milk to make some absolutely delicious things. And I'm still skeptical. And she says, when I say sour milk, I mean milk that's just starting to sour and taste bad. If the milk is starting to discolor, curdle, or smell awful, it is too sour to consume. But you can use it kind of like in a replacement, as a replacement for buttermilk in pancakes, cake, and biscuits. Mm -hmm.
0: I will also say that milk can freeze. I don't drink milk. I only use it in other dishes maybe that I'm preparing. So we don't ever keep a ton of milk on hand. And when we do, we don't always use it all. So I freeze it and it freezes fine. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll, I'll freeze it in maybe like an ice cube tray or something where I could pop out little bits at a time for future use. So that's another thing that you could consider if your milk is just starting to go bad, you know, you're not going to finish it up. It freezes fine. The second one on here is chicken and turkey bones. Many of you frugal folks already know about this. But in case you don't, you can utilize any leftover bones from prepared chicken or turkey that you've made or that rotisserie chicken that you've bought, and you can boil it down to create your own stock. So before you get rid of that bone, make your own stock so Mm -hmm. you can make your own soup. Absolutely and it's healthier, tastes yeah. better, all yeah. things.
2: Third is bacon grease and this is this is a yummy one that I use. You can just use it as a replacement for um oil in just any dish you want and it can be kept in the fridge for
0: uh up to 6 months. I do appreciate this one. Many of you will remember all the way back. I don't even remember which episode, but this was my thing that I would use paper towels to clean out bacon grease. I'm like, I can't stop using paper towels because it's how I clean out bacon grease. And then we got a ton of DMs from people like, here's what you can do with the bacon grease. It seems kind of gross to me. I didn't grow up utilizing bacon grease in further cooking, but reality is, is I use oil and butter. And so I'm I'm not saying like I want to cook with it all the time or like eat spoonfuls of it, but this article links to another article, which I found really interesting of 25 ways that you could use bacon grease. And so popcorn or mashed potatoes or beans or all sorts of ways that you can utilize, Mm -hmm. Not, not in hordes, small amounts, and bacon grease can keep for up to six months in your fridge. Yeah. So yeah, instead of just throwing it out and making your trash smell gross, consider using it. If you're already eating bacon, then you're already okay with eating some of the grease too. Let's just recognize that. Okay, (laughs) number four. Stale bread. I love this one. We don't need to throw away bread just because it gets stale. Nope. First of all, you can just reheat it. Usually that takes the staleness out of it. But also you can repurpose it into things like casseroles. Remember that term? Mm, bakes. Casseroles. Bakes. Yeah. The millennial generation is replacing the word casserole with bake. Mm-hmm. So whatever you choose, you could, they they give links to all sorts of recipes, whether it's a bacon, egg, Cheese spinach casserole, or bake, or a
2: bread pudding casserole, bread pudding, and bread French pudding. toast casserole,
0: croutons. Oh. I love making croutons with bread that's going a little bit bad. Bread crumbs. Sometimes I'll make French toast with mm. bread that's just, and it actually makes it good. It like it maintains. It doesn't yes. make it soggy. It, yes, yeah.
2: So great. many good things to do with stale bread. Fifth. I don't eat ham, but ham bone, I guess you could sh- treat it the same way as a chicken or turkey bone and create broth, or they put it in their soups to give extra flavor to soup. So if you if you eat ham, there you go.
0: Mm-hmm. Number six is back to the stale stuff stale chips or crackers you can easily crisp them right back up again by putting them in a single layer on a cookie sheet putting it in the oven for three at 375 for five to ten minutes they are crisp again I will also and add hot and delicious my own little tip here chips crackers or pretzels that are going stale crunch them up and do it as um like a Layer around chicken. That's, yes, that's mm-hmm. what I was say. like a pretzel chicken, or yeah, again, even the chips. You could also crunch up tortilla chips and use them in like a layered Mexican dish, like a taco dish or something. So all sorts of ways. Don't just throw it out because they don't taste that great anymore. Repurpose them in a meal that you're making. Or
2: the random Cheetos that your partner comes home with when you send them to the grocery (laughs) store.
0: They were already eaten. They were all gone (laughs) by the time he got home. Um,
2: We don't have a problem with wasted number seven, but it's brewed coffee. We would never, we would never. But if you have leftover coffee, you can use it in like desserts. So maybe a chocolate cake, instant coffee in a chocolate cake brings out the chocolate flavor so much. So it, it's kind of similar using brewed coffee in a chocolate dessert. It just accentuates that chocolate flavor. Or you can make a um, like coffee ice cubes and make a home- homemade peppermint mocha or little frappuccinos using your coffee ice cubes. So many options, but we never have a problem with uh, leftover coffee.
0: No, so. we, do, we don't either. No. It's, how do I make more coffee quicker, yeah. faster mm-hmm. now? And lastly, number eight, dried out cheese. So I don't know if you've ever had this problem before, like not properly storing your cheese and a little bit gets dried out or maybe a lot of it gets dried out. It doesn't mean that it's bad unless it's moldy, but you can grate that dried out portion and still use it. Uh, so sometimes I will grate dried out cheese just onto a salad Or you can cook with it. Use it melted in some sort of dish, and it's going to taste just fine. Once it's melted,
2: no one will
0: know. No, they don't know.
2: Yeah. You know what else they don't
0: know? They aren't ready for. Mm, But we're bringing it at them in every episode. The The Bill Bill of of the the Week.
1: That's right. Hi, Jen and Jill. This is Kim calling from Madison.
0: Just want to say thanks to the awesome podcast. I just found it very recently because I'm trying to turn my financial situation around and it's been really helpful. Calling to say that my favorite bill of the week is my book cover bill that I just had professionally designed because I have decided to take the plunge and become an author. Thanks. Bye.
2: Oh my gosh, that is so gratifying. A, so happy you found us and that you're getting your finances together. And B, as an author, the the cover is so important. I've had I actually I actually redesigned my own cover because my I was so picky and I don't recommend doing this, but I was so picky about my The No Spend Challenge Guide second edition cover that I just like did it myself. But I tried to have it professionally done. (laughs) But yes, when you find a good designer and they produce something like uh, pay off your debt for good, that cover um, was professionally done. And it was like, I could never have. It was so great. So yeah, that that is so great. Congratulations. It is a huge accomplishment to write a book um, and it really will change your life.
0: Yes, Kim from Madison. It is so gratifying to spend on an investment in ourselves, the Mm -hmm. things that we're good at, what we want to be growing in and accomplishing. So well done. If you are in our Facebook group, feel free to let us know what the what the book is. Yes, please. And if you all listening want to submit your bill, whether it has to do with a personal, professional endeavor that you're so excited to invest in or just you know your neighbor named Bill, we'd love to hear about it. Visit frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill. Leave us your bill. And now it's time for the lightning round. Now
2: that I'm sitting in front of you, I just wanted to like see you say that in all your glory. I just like sat here and like watched it happen. Yeah, weird stuff happened, but <laughs>
0: stuff. that's how you know you're at the lightning round. We
2: don't always record together, but when we do, I love to see Jill's <laughs> facial expressions.
1: So Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry.
0: M-O-N-E-Y.com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial.
2: Oh, this week's lightning round is what is your non-negotiable grocery item? The grocery item that always makes it onto the list, always gets used. And for me,
0: it's kale. That's amazing. I Look know. You. Well, You're so I'm, healthy. Okay, so
2: like that, there's the the standard ones like the shredded cheese and the almond milk and, you know, like the stuff that everybody has. But for me, the unique one is kale mm. because I do love kale salads. It is a hearty green. I'm not like a spinach. I hate arugula. I could do an iceberg or a romaine, but mm. I just love how well kale holds up. It's like a salad green you can meal prep because it just gets better when you put dressing on it and all of the things. It's just a hearty, good. And so the secret is you have to massage it. You got to massage it. I mean, 60 seconds, like just feeling it up, groping it like you would with your produce (laughs) in the grocery store. You got to do that with your kale and butter her up and she will treat you so good.
0: And right now, this is why I'm loving to be in person <laughs> because you're making all of the motions that corresponds with massaging kale. And it's amazing. This is why we're not allowed on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> You taught me, you introduced me to the massaging kale concept and I thought I didn't like kale until you massaged the kale and I'm like, it's so much better behaved in my mouth after it's been massaged.
2: It's like me, you thought you didn't like me and then I got a massage and then there I am, all my glory.
0: (laughs) I don't think that that's (laughs) true to the story. It's loosely based on a true story. (laughs) Uh, for me, it's not that healthy, but y'all, <laughs> y'all know me. It's gum. Gum. The gum is always... I can't cut that out. I will sooner cut out literally anything else on my grocery list, but gum is a must-have. I'm be. i chewing gum all the time. I, and straight out the womb. Bef, even yeah. before I was hooked on rotisserie chickens, I was hooked on she gum. She was
2: gum and gum before she had teeth. <laughs> yes. It was a rough time for her mom. She didn't know what so, to do. So, I mean,
0: I don't – it doesn't make it on the list every single week. I'm not I, – I can space out my gum consumption, but you're not going to talk me out of it. Yeah, and, gonna, and you are not an annoying
2: there. gum chewer. It's not like – oh, I every time I think of Jill, I think of, like, gum. It's <laughs> – you just like it, and you do it,
0: I guess – all very
2: inconspicuously.
0: Well, you know, I don't chew gum while we podcast. So you're welcome. That's a sacrifice oh, that yeah. I make for Thank all God. of you. I realized quickly, oh, I can't have gum in my mouth while we're podcasting. Um, so <laughs> She's so that. <laughs> but Anyhow, that's our non-negotiables. Yes. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you
2: picked up a new tip or two from this episode. And if you want to hear more tips, you know we have a private community where we do monthly challenges and we we have a whole channel where we talk about meal planning and groceries. And we want to congratulate one of our members. Not necessarily for a grocery win, but just like a win in general. This is from Zerlin. She says we paid off 10 Thousand oh, dollars Yes, we have a personal loan that came from consolidating our consumer debt that we are going to be paying off. It was scheduled to be paid off in January, 2023. And by the time uh, we, you know, pay it off, by the time they paid it off, it, by the time this episode airs. So congratulations, Zerlin. She said, the biggest thing that helped was doing the no spend challenge. We did that in January as a uh, membership, as a group. Um, It made us really think about any purchase before actually going through with it. Most of the time, we ended up not buying that item slash items anyways because we didn't really need it. When the challenge was over, we had developed the habit of not making any impulse purchases, and that has helped tremendously. My hubby appreciated the challenge so much that we've already scheduled two other no-spend months this year just to keep us in check. We use the extra quote unquote money towards aggressively paying off more debt or adding a large chunk into our savings.
0: That's amazing, Zerlin. Congratulations. Yes. So thrilled Woo. to hear what an amazing, what an amazing dent, a challenge mm-hmm. has made for your finances and then what that's producing for you going forward yeah. in the future. And, and that it was one of the things that helped get a spouse on board. How incredible we're cheering you on and celebrating with you.
2: Yeah, it's definitely easier to get a partner on board when you can gamify something. Yes. So we're excited about that. So again, thanks for listening. If you want to check out our monthly challenge community, head to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash club to see what challenge we have coming up next. See you next week. Frugal Friends is produced by Eric Siriani.
0: All right. What are we eating today?
2: Oh, that's such a a great question. Well, I had brought some leftover chicken salad, actually, from Mm. a rotisserie chicken. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) you did not it is exactly
0: yes 100% I did yes
2: oh we're such good friends (laughs) so um so yeah that's what I brought over to your house that's
0: amazing okay um I have actually lettuce in my garden that I have been needing to pick for a very long time so I'm probably gonna do that and we've got some ripe green beans that I'm gonna pick And then we've got a lot of leftovers that we need to eat up, like I think enough to make one taco. We've got like a slice of pizza, a serving of pasta. So we're just going to... Leftover lunch. It's leftover Mm -hmm. lunch. Love that. Leftover lunch Friday. Yes. Let's do it. I'm hungry. Let's eat. Mm.
1: Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry.